0: Do you know how the food you eat impacts your immune system function? Stay tuned and find out what foods you should be eating and not eating to impact your immune system positively. So the big question is how do women over 40 like us keep weight off, have great energy, balance our hormones and our moods, feel sexy and confident and master midlife? If you're like most of us, you're not getting the answers you need and remain confused and pretty hopeless to ever feel like yourself again. As an OBGYN, I had to discover for myself the truth about what creates a rock solid metabolism, lasting weight loss and supercharged energy after 40 in order to lose 100 pounds and fix my fatigue. Now I'm on a mission. This podcast is designed to share the natural tools you need for impactful results and to give you clarity on the answers to your midlife metabolism challenges. Join me for tangible natural strategies to crush the hormone imbalances you're facing and help you get unstuck from the sidelines of life. My name is Dr. Kieran Dunstan. Welcome to the Hormone Prescription Podcast. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of the Hormone Prescription with Dr. Kieran. Thank you so much for joining me today. My guest is Donna Mazzola, and she is Dr. Autoimmune Girl, and she is super passionate about how what you eat impacts your immune system. Did you know that what you put in your mouth impacts whether you get sick or not, whether you get the flu or not, how severe COVID infection is, and all these other things? Probably not. Most people aren't aware that maybe that sticky bun could be the reason why you got the flu this year and nobody else did. Not saying it's the only cause, but it's a big contributor because the food you eat really programs what is your body. Your body is your food body. Literally, you are what you eat. And that means your immune system too. So we're going to get into that today. And your immune system and food also interact with your hormones. So You always hear me bring everything back to your hormones and how it relates to your hormones, because this is the foundation of how you function as a a female, as a woman. And we're going to get into that in detail. I'm going to tell you a little bit about Donna, and then we're going to get into it. So Donna is a pharmacist. She's fascinated with natural healing and preventative care. She has a doctorate in pharmacy, but she realizes that although medicine has a place in healing, it's really the balance between nutrition and medicine that impacts disease. And this fascination became an obsession for her after a personal diagnosis of Hashimoto's in 2015. And her disease pushed her to embark on a journey to seek answers and identify the root cause related to the rise in autoimmune and other inflammatory related chronic conditions. So on her journey, she obtained a master's degree in functional medicine and human nutrition, And she birthed Dr. Autoimmune Girl. And that really is her vehicle to share her passion with people, to empower them with the knowledge to take control of their health. Her mission is to educate the world on the healing powers of food. Yes, the food you eat several times a day has the power to heal you and give meaning to the concept of food as medicine. Her blog is drautoimmunegirl.com. She shares reputable scientific information related to nutrition and health there, and she's the author of Immunity Food Fix, a guide to 100 superfoods and nutrition hacks to reverse inflammation, prevent illness, and boost your immunity. Welcome, Donna, to the podcast. Thank you. I'm excited to be here. Yeah, I'm super excited to talk with you about immunity and fixing it with what you eat. Because I think for a lot of people, they're just not aware that what they eat has anything to do with their immune system. So can you start by maybe helping everybody understand the relationship?
1: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I think my, one of my favorite things to say is, you know, what you eat matters, because it does. And it it matters on so many levels. And I think over the past couple of years, people have learned, you know, whether it was the correct information or misinformation, more about their immune system than they ever have before. And so I think this book that I wrote, The Immunity Food Fix, came out at the right time, really with the idea to educate people, and on, number one, what the immune system is and how it functions. And it's extremely complex. But at the root of so much of it, what I really want people to really understand is inflammation at the root of your immune system and reducing inflammation through food in order to boost your immune system and boost your health. You know, it's complicated, but I feel like if we can center around inflammation as kind of that central point there's a people can gain a deeper understanding on what we mean to boost our immunity through through what we eat
0: yeah so let's start there with inflammation how i think people hear about that term and they kind of have a nebulous idea of what it is so maybe if you could start by helping everybody understand what is inflammation why is it problematic and how it relates to the immune system that would be great yeah so inflammation when we hear
1: it we automatically think negative but inflammation when you truly think about it is a positive response that our body is having so if our body is within complete homeostasis and balanced there is an event that occurs let's say you cut your finger or you catch a cold you have a virus your immune system upregulates at that point and says ah there's something going on we need to fix it so it it boosts it like sends out the soldiers right to fight to fix what's going on and those soldiers fighting are all these inflammatory cytokines that are released right? to that point once that problem is fixed those soldiers should go back to their base and Mm -hmm. the inflammatory response should be decreased unfortunately we don't live in this homeostasis and especially From the start of, I really feel like the industrial revolution, right, where we've started to process our foods, we have convenient foods, we live an extremely stressful lifestyle, we never turn off that inflammatory response. And Mm -hmm. so we are living in what we call this chronic inflammation in that your immune system is always on, which it's not supposed to be it's always fighting something because there's something foreign going on in our body. And whether that's, you know, linking our gut health, you know, we hear the term leaky gut, where we have, you know, an inflammatory response that occurs within the bloodstream. You know, these the stress response, as I talked about, you have an inflammatory response going on. Lack of sleep, you know, where we don't give our body the ability to kind of regenerate itself, you have an inflammatory response and of course you know linking all of this together it goes back to a lot of it is the food and nutrition food and nutrition is at the center of all that and it's not just about the fact that we are consuming inflammatory foods like i mentioned like the processed foods processed sugars high sugar intake saturated fats that are causing this inflammatory mm-hmm. response we're also not consuming the anti-inflammatory foods that come from whole foods anything from the earth right plant based mm-hmm. food and not to say anything wrong with you know animal protein or things like that but really just thinking about the benefits and the anti-inflammatory benefits of plant based foods it's like we have such a mismatch with the food you know and the dietary lifestyle by which we live today
0: right so i know some people are listening and they're thinking Well, Dr. Donna's a pharmacist. Why is she talking about diet? My pharmacist never talks to me about diet when I go to the pharmacy. And I think that's a valid question. So maybe we even back up and can you tell everyone how you got involved with looking at immune system function and diet? Because I know you have a very personal story around that. Yeah, so, I mean, when I was started in clinical practice,
1: probably about 20 years ago, I was doing a lot with patients with chronic illnesses like diabetes, heart failure, COPD, and really trying to help them manage their medication as a pharmacist. But what I found in many of my consultations was that I was focusing on nutrition. I was focusing on what they could do to potentially reduce their medication, you know, and feel better. And so I realized at that time that that was my true passion. There's a time and place for medicine, but it's the balance between nutrition and medicine that's critical. That's really how I practiced. And I didn't have any formal training in nutrition, but you know, you learn a little bit about it through conventional, Mm -hmm. you know, schooling. But it wasn't until my personal diagnosis with Hashimoto's, which is an autoimmune thyroid disorder that I took that leap to say, you know what? I have been helping many with chronic illness, but I've never connected the dots between an autoimmune disorder or the immune system and nutrition. And so I didn't know how to help myself. Mm -hmm. And that's when I went back to school to obtain a master's in functional medicine and human nutrition. And the primary reason I did it was to help myself. I had no idea where it was going to take me and I didn't care because all I wanted to do was try to figure out why this happened to me and what I was doing wrong because I thought that I lived a healthy life.
0: Can you say more about that, Donna, because I think there are a lot of people listening who also think that they lead a healthy life. And they're really shocked to find when they find someone who can give them a root cause resolution approach or a functional approach that they're really not. So can you talk a little in a little more detail about what you considered was the healthy lifestyle you were living and what you discovered?
1: Yeah. So I would say I was probably over-exercising following all kinds of fad diets that really were chemically based, right? Like sugar alcohols, the fat free movement, you know, all of that, I fell into all those traps and tried all kinds of things. I wasn't sleeping right. Meditation and mindfulness was not even something I considered or understood. You know, working long hours, I was young. So, you know, partying, drinking, all that stuff, you know, everything. When I look back, I'm like, my gosh, I thought I was so healthy and yet everything I was doing was so inflammatory on the body. And no wonder I developed this. But on top of that, like I think about the types of foods that I was eating and the type of life that I lived and what it did to my gut and I know now looking back, based on like symptoms that I've had that I ignored and things like that, that, you know, the gut was central to what led to this development and autoimmune mm-hmm. disease. And so it was kind of like, I go back and I can connect the dots now, but at that time I had no idea and I was thinking I'm super healthy and nothing, you know, bulletproof, nothing can happen to me. And then it's kind of like an awakening. Gosh, there's so much we don't know. And in conventional medicine, there's so much we are not taught about how to get this. So I actually am proud of the fact that I have both sides because I, like I said, there, I do believe there's a place for Western medicine, you know, many times it it can save lives, but it's not for everything. And I think There are opportunities where prevention is key, and for probably majority of chronic illness, it's in our hands, right? We can prevent it, we can reverse it, and we just have to understand the why behind it, the how, and implement it.
0: Yeah. I think you're so right. We, you know, let's not throw out mainstream medicine. We need it. We need our drugs. We need our surgery, but there's so much more that we can do. And I love that in your book, you really focus on the things that need to be done, where you need to reduce your inflammation. You cover that, boost your immunity, heal your gut and prevent disease. So when you discovered this and you got your master's, you were able to reverse your Hashimoto's? It's been,
1: what now, probably seven years on this mm-hmm. journey, and I haven't completely been able to reduce my antibodies, um, my Hashimoto's to zero, <laughs> but I've been able to bring them down from what it was 2,500 antibodies, which is a measure of inflammation, truly, if that's probably the simplest way of putting it, down to 200, and it's a constant learning that I continue to implement and everybody's different. You know, there's, I have some people who have implemented and yeah, within a couple of years they've been able to completely reverse. And I think we all start at a different place, which is important to understand and everybody's baseline is different. And so not everybody's story is going to be the same and not everyone's going to, you know, kind of reach that finish line at the same time. And sometimes it may be a much longer marathon than someone else. But it's just kind of understanding that it's progress. It's not perfection.
0: Yeah. And, you know, for everybody listening, you might not be aware of what the numbers mean with Hashimoto's antibodies, but that's a tremendous, amazing difference (laughs) from 2,500 down to 200 is incredible. And it's really unheard of in mainstream medicine. So uh, everyone should take that very seriously as a pretty dramatic improvement um, that is not medication related. You know, it's it's lifestyle related and everybody listening, they hear me drive home that auto immune disease when it comes to hormones has to do with, a it's a cortisol problem and it's a gut problem, right? A foot on the accelerator of gut inflammation and then cortisol is not breaking that inflammation. And so that's really at the basis of it. Why is this such an important topic for women over 40, do you think?
1: Oh my gosh, I could talk about this for the next five hours. (laughs) (laughs) So Hashimoto's is, in my mind, an epidemic problem right now. And for women, especially over 40, well, so there's two main times in a woman's life that we're seeing a rise in Hashimoto's diagnoses, and that's postpartum. So after they have a child, and mm-hmm. postmenopause or in through the menopause phase. And when you think about hormones, and you know, they're all connected, and your thyroid hormone works with your sex hormones right and so when there's an imbalance in your hormones there's opportunity for Hashimoto's to develop and so that imbalance between estrogen and progesterone kind of can impact the development of thyroid disorder and so that we do see that a lot postpartum probably the majority happen that's what happened to me um after I had kids um that's when I Um, developed Hashimoto's. But then I also think that women need to be aware, especially if they're trying to conceive, that your thyroid hormone is incredibly important in the conception as well as during pregnancy for the health of the fetus. And I think that this is not talked about enough. And I've had women who finally have their provider check TSH and their thyroid hormone and identify that that's the reason why they're not able to conceive. And once they, you know, sometimes need treatment and they're able to conceive, it's recognizing the importance of, especially someone who has Hashimoto's, once you're pregnant, the importance of ensuring that you are getting enough thyroid hormone for yourself and for your fetus, for that fetal development, especially early on in the pregnancy. So I think for women across the stage right so like if you're older you know you're listening to this and maybe you have a daughter or cousin or somebody and like you can share this information with or you know maybe you're going through menopause and you can start recognizing there's differences and shifts like being in tune with our body to identify what's going on can be life-changing because carrying those symptoms it should not be our baseline it should not be the norm and we should be able to reverse that so that we feel our best self, especially as we age and we as we're getting older.
0: I think it's so true what you're saying. I love these quotes that you shared with me. All you have is your health. Right, when I talk to women, and they are concerned about their health, I have them do this exercise, maybe you've worked with women to do this too, where I have them kind of itemize where they spend their time, where they spend their money in their lives. And everybody will say that their health is their number one priority, but when they look at the actual numbers of where they're spending their time and their money, they spend the least money and the least time on their health. Mm -hmm. So I always try to help them see that their health is their greatest asset it's not an expense to be mitigated. And what does that really mean to you? All you have is your health.
1: I mean, think about it. At the end of the day, you could think you're living your best life. And then I say that because of how I felt. And I was, you know, seven years ago, a lot younger when I was diagnosed. And as soon as I received that diagnosis, while it wasn't something terminal, I still felt like, oh my gosh, I'm losing my health. And like, you take a step back and reflect and put things into perspective on what's important. And ultimately it's keeping myself healthy so I can enjoy the things in life, my family, the memories, all of it. And I think even through the pandemic, people realize that, right? It's like getting sick, you know, whether it be acute or chronic, Makes you take a step back and reflect that that's all you really
0: have. Because once you lose your health, you you lose it all, really. I know it's so true. And you know when women tell me, I ask them, well, what's your your most valuable asset? And they're like, my house, my job, my car. And I go, well, when you lose your health, that's when your your the dash on your tombstone ends. And then you lose all that. You lose your house, you lose your car, you lose everything. So do you really think that's your priority? So I think it's important to get focused on this. There's so many women I come across and they say, oh, I'll sleep when I'm dead. Oh, I'll worry about what I'm eating later. And, you know, sometimes it's too late is really too late. So I love that you've created this resource for women that they can start, and men, they can start working on this now. What would be some of your favorite I know that your book has lots of like 150 citations, 100, and you cover 100 superfoods and nutrition hacks. What are some of your favorite ones? Honestly, my favorite foods, I think
1: I'll start with one that's super personal to me because when I talked about earlier reducing my antibodies, reducing inflammation in the body, I really attribute that to the daily intake of turmeric. And that is really the king of anti-inflammation inflammatory foods, you know, it blocks a particular pathway that works similar to the pathway that we use Motrin or ibuprofen, you know, in order to reduce inflammation. And so the intake of that daily has really changed my life. So I think that's a top favorite for me. Another one, I mean, I love the root vegetables and obviously turmeric is a root vegetable in of itself, but carrots are another big one. And as we consider hormone health, carrots have a special ability to help detox estrogen from the body. And so obviously, you know, keeping that balance within our hormones is critical. Mm -hmm. And, you know, when there's an excess amount you feel it. That's when those symptoms arise. And so I found that, you know, consuming raw carrots, especially kind of like a, a week before my cycle helps to reduce all symptoms and kind of detox that estrogen out. So I love carrots. Once I learned that and tried it, I was like, ah, oh, this really works. Uh, food is magical. So those are big. And then, you know, really thinking about seeds as well, just because there's such a There's just such a superfood. When you think about a seed of a plant grows the entire plant. So it's like this powerhouse. So you think about when you consume the seeds, all the health-promoting benefits that you get from it. So you just think about it that way. You know, anything from chia seeds, flax seeds, sunflower, hemp, pumpkin, all of it. And we talk about all of it in the book. They all have different benefits. But, you know, it's that balance of the the good fats that reduce inflammation that kind of help rebalance that inflammatory fats that's in our body, kind of Uh balancing out the omega-3 and 6, considering seeds. There's also benefits for seeds on your hormones as well. And so I think if I were, I would pick that entire chapter and, you know, turmeric and carrots have been super important, but it's so hard to pick just any and as you go through the book it's all put together by color and so you can what I will give you is like kind of how we categorize them by color in that your red foods are your anti-inflammatory your orange are more hormone regulating yellow foods focus on digestion the green are for detox and purple foods are more that antioxidant benefit so based on that you can probably plug in your favorite foods and identify if you're kind of hitting all five of those pillars
0: oh i love that that you divided it up by color that makes such sense and it sounds like it hits all of the categories and we're gonna have a link to your website people can purchase your book there and then they can get some bonuses too do you want to tell them a little bit about that
1: Yeah, absolutely. So you could purchase the book and then there's directions on how to obtain a micronutrient guide and its impact on the immune system. So the micronutrients are like your vitamins and minerals that are found in foods and how those impact your immune system. So we didn't get into all the details, but you know, the macronutrients in whole-based foods, which are carbs, fats, and proteins, have an impact on your immune system. And then that balance of the various micronutrients, whether it be vitamin A, vitamin C, vitamin E, selenium, the composition of all of those, you know, and how you're consuming them through whole foods helps support your immune system. And so there is a guide on the various micronutrients that help support your immune system
0: okay awesome and the instructions on how to get those bonuses is on the website and we will have the link in the show notes so you can go there and look at it what would you say would be a take action plan for anyone listening who's like okay i get it dr donna i need to work on my immune system i need to work on reducing inflammation healing my gut where should they start i mean i think you kind
1: of have to go with the late the low hanging fruit and to expect anybody to kind of reverse their entire lifestyle and shift overnight is unrealistic. I think what's important is to remember that, you know living your best health is a marathon and not a sprint. You know, I talked about my own personal journey. It's been seven years. And I'm not perfect either. Like it can, you know, it takes one day, one month, one year at a time to live your best life. So for some, food is the place to start. You know, as I mentioned the various kind of points of focus, maybe it's sleep. Maybe it's making sure you get eight to nine hours of sleep every night, you know, turning off that Netflix and getting to bed earlier. Maybe it's identifying, how to mitigate stress, recognizing when it's happening, incorporating meditation before bed, just for 10 minutes while you sleep, seeing what that does to your sleep, you know, going going through a meditation for 10 minutes and seeing how deep you fall into a sleep that night and wake up restored, maybe that's life changing for you. If it's removing some inflammatory foods, maybe you can't tackle and hit every single anti inflammatory food that we talk about, but maybe you're going to remove some inflammatory foods like processed sugar, removing saturated fats, not eating carry out, you know, reducing that to maybe one day a week. But if you do want to go after it and go big, you know, and really change your lifestyle and your diet, not only focus on removing those inflammatory foods, but the goal to consume nine to 12 servings of whole plant-based foods a day. And that's kind of what we talk about in the book. And that's not just fruits and vegetables. You know, plant-based foods include, as we talked about, the seeds, the oils, the nuts, the herbs that you cook with, all of that is plant-based food. So really tracking that and ensuring you're consuming that much in order to support that anti-inflammatory response in the body. So I gave a lot Mm -hmm. there, but I think everybody's different and that's okay, but you have to start somewhere. And so, you know, whatever works. But I always say, if you start somewhere, you recognize how you feel. And once you start to feel better, you don't want to go back to where you were.
0: Yeah. You know, I hear you so loud and clear. And I, a woman is coming to mind who I've been working with and she says, well, I guess I'm not feeling bad enough to do all the things that i need to do so i think there's some people listening who are thinking that sounds like a whole lot donna you want me to sleep you want me to <laughs> eat seeds you want me to change my diet you want me to restrict the sugar like that's so much and they, they'll say to themselves well i don't have a hashimoto's autoimmune diagnosis i don't have this i don't have that and so it seems like a lot so what do you say to someone who's this these thoughts are running through her mind i say just start with one
1: start Mm -hmm. with one and grow from there right like that's what we mean by it's a marathon if it were a sprint you would implement all those things that i just said at one time but it's not a sprint Mm -hmm. you know it's a marathon and so start with one you know maybe for the next 30 days you're going to prioritize your sleep and you're going to see how that changes your energy and changes how you feel then the next 30 days after that you're going to incorporate daily movement and it's just going to be something you like and you're going to see how that, right? So now you're building on it. Maybe it's another three, four months before you start to really wanting to prioritize your diet and looking at what you're doing. You know, maybe you want to master sleeping right and, you know, maybe having, even if it's 15 minutes of movement in the mornings, fine, right? And so everyone's different, as I said. Some people, maybe they just focus on sleep for a whole year before they take it to the next step That's fine. But recognizing that you're making progress in the right direction and kind of making those changes as you see fit and as you will be consistent with them. Because I tell you what you have to do, it doesn't work. It has to come from the person from within and recognizing what they can handle because consistency is key. And if you can't handle it, then that's where inconsistency comes in.
0: I think that is so important what you just said. You've gotta make it work for you. If it doesn't work for you, you're not gonna do it and that equals failure. So you've gotta make it work for you and start with one thing. And if you just pick one thing like Dr. Don is saying, the, the sleep, get that straight and then notice the benefits that you experience. I find that sometimes we become accustomed to a new norm and we don't even realize how bad it is until we get rid of that symptom. Right. And then we go, wow, I didn't even realize how the lack of sleep was affecting me. Mm -hmm. So I'm going to encourage everybody (laughs) listening to just pick one thing you can start working on. Definitely go to Dr. Donna's website, download, get her book, get the bonuses, Start working with the 100 superfoods. Maybe that'll be your one thing, or maybe you're going to start working with sleep. You could even pick, make it fun and pick the color that you want to start with with the foods like yeah. she described what resonates most with you? I really think we all have an innate knowledge of of what's best. So maybe you need to work on your detox or maybe you need to work on your antioxidation. So pick that. We'll have the link in the show notes. and thank you so much, Dr. Donna, for joining us today and for this wonderful resource that you've created. Thank you. It's been my pleasure. And thank you all for listening to another episode of The Hormone Prescription with Dr. Kieran. Hopefully you have learned something today that will help you change your health and change your life for the better. I look forward to hearing about it on social media. Join me on Facebook or Instagram at Kieran Dunstan, MD, and tell me all about it. I want to hear about your wins and your discoveries. Thanks for joining me and I'll see you next week for another episode. Until then, peace, love, and hormones, y'all. Thank you so much for listening. I know that incredible vitality occurs for women over 40 when we learn to speak hormone and balance these vital regulators to create the health and the life that we deserve.